present, I'm sorry I haven't a clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Hello and welcome to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. A programme full of wit, erudition and charm is Yes Minister, but this show features, on my right, Barry Cryer and Graham Gardner. And on my left, Tim Brooke Taylor and Willie Rushton. And now... Now it's time for the high spot of the show. We may as well get it out of the way early. I'd like to introduce you to a young lady who puts Dolly Parton in the shade, not to mention half the adult population of Nashville, Tennessee, our scorer, Samantha. <laughs> Let's start off the show with a new round called Wuthering Hillocks. It takes as its premise the poverty of the publishing industry. All new books or plays will have to be cheaper versions of existing ones. Willie Rushton, will you start? Um, the concise Oxford word. <laughs> Graham. Oh, that comic classic, Jerome K. Jerome's one man in a rubber ring. <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> what does it feel like? <laughs> Tim Brooke Taylor. Uh, Dickens' old curiosity car boot sale. <laughs> Dickens' Pickwick Tissue. <laughs> Tale of Two Suburbs. <laughs> One thing to do with a dead rat. <laughs> Dog End, Prince of Denmark. <laughs> <laughs> Bleak Shed. <laughs> Parking offence at the vicarage. <laughs> catch allowed? her in the muesli. <laughs> <laughs> That's the place to catch her. <laughs> Are we allowed films? Oh, yes. No, Anything you like. No. Oh, yes. No. <laughs> Tadpole Dundee. No, you're uh, not allowed. Andrew please. Lloyd Webber has been cut down to size, if that's possible. Andrew Lloyd Webber's Kittens, Starlight All Stops to Crew, <laughs> Phantom of the Sing-Along of Max, <laughs> Joseph in his amazing beige duffel coat, <laughs> Jesus Christ, runner-up and opportunity not. <laughs> another Dickens classic, Dombey. <laughs> Our winner this week is Tim Brooke Taylor. And Big we go on... Steroids. Steroids. We go on to... Uh, <laughs> we go on to the point in the programme where I give the team's advance warning of the late arrivals they'll be announcing at the end of the show. This week I'll be asking for the late arrivals at the Sailor's Ball. Oh, good. The Sailor's Ball. Your rubber ring will come. Now... <laughs> This next round is called Tag Wrestling. In this, in this round, I'm going to give each team the tagline to a story, and I shall then start one of you off telling a story to fit your punchline. When I feel like it, I'll press my buzzer, which sounds like this. 
Ah. Oh. <laughs> and a member from the opposing team will have to take up that story but make it fit their punchline. Barry and Graham, your punchline is David Owen bought three stone of onions and a ferret. <laughs> and Tim and Willie, yours is so Wayne Two Sleep onions. moved into a cottage in the wood and lived happily ever after. And you've had the longest time to think about it, Barry and Graham, so we'll start with you, Tim and Willie. <laughs> so, Wayne, sleep. <laughs> I've tossed up. It's so, Wayne, here. sleep, <clears throat> phoned David Owen with this wonderful recipe for ferret stew. Um, <clears throat> basically, it was ferret stewed with onions, so David <laughs> Owen hurried to the shop and thought, this will be wonderful, my new cottage-warming party in the woods. <clears throat> now, Wayne Sleep, as you know, who in the previous round could have been in Duck Pond, but that's as opposed to Swan Lake. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. bad, is it? No, no, too glossy. I knew You've I already won this week. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, he got uh, to the cottage and put in uh, a big cooking pot, um, a copper pot. He put in the uh, onions... But enough of Wayne, because we should concentrate on the man who was supplying the comestibles. Wayne, as Tim rightly said, had got some onions, but David was doing the shopping. Oh. He was shopping around for somebody else to have in his appalling little party, which now <laughs> reduced to about three people. Um, sir, Wayne Sleep got this thing going on the boil, on his cooker, in his cottage, in the woods, which he hasn't got to yet. <laughs> What are you looking at, said David Owen, walking past. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at this cottage, Dave, said Wayne. Where are you off to? Well, I'm down the old onion and ferret shop, said David Owen. <laughs> Is that what you call it? Sir? <laughs> no way to refer to the party. Oh, that's no way to refer to the party. <laughs> no, I don't call it that, said um, David. Can't remember who's speaking now. Anyway, <laughs> this is me, Tim Taylor. Hi, folks. Um, the sugar plum fairy. <laughs> <laughs> is the name of the dish I will cook when I move into yes. my cottage? Brilliant. <laughs> In the so, wood. So, when so. sleep, move into cottage. <laughs> oh my! Oh my goodness! Everything's burnt," said Wayne, who had just met David Steele, who was also shopping. Practically everybody else who was around. Then, David Owen... That's just how I like it, said Wayne, all burnt. That's exactly the place I've looked for all my life, so Wayne sleep moved into the cottage. Ah! <laughs> Meanwhile, David Owen bought three stone of onions and a face. <laughs> yeah, I think they're giving... Oh, well done. We have a round called Blues Stroke Madrigal Stroke Calypso. It's the round where each team has to improvise a song with the members of the team singing alternate lines. And the subject for the song will be provided by the other team. Musical assistance will be provided by the Colin Cell Experience. Pretty <laughs> 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 ghastly experience. Tim and Willie, will you give Barry and Graham uh, <coughs> a calypso. subject? A calypso? calypso? Calypso. A calypso, right. The Doctor Who Calypso. Good. <laughs> Doctor Who has got a brand new face 
For traveling in time and traveling in space But no matter how far he goes He'll find He can't leave bloody Barney Langford behind <laughs> Okay, very good. Will you give a subject to the others? Um, another Calypso, I think, don't yes. you? Yes. Joan Collins. Joan Collins, yes. <laughs> Not so fast. Did you happen to catch Joan Collins' sins? <laughs> the only known cure is 48 gins. <laughs> There were several scenes that made you quite ill. You've got to take your hat off to Bungalow Bill. <laughs> right, now we have the game called Sound Charades. Using only the dexterity of their mouths, each team will in turn give us a charade of a play, film, book or whatever. The other team will then have to guess what it is. The winning team will each receive £350. And I must warn the teams that part of what I've just said is a lie. <laughs> the first title will now be displayed on our electronic laser display scoreboard while the, while the mystery voice will inform listeners at home. Full metal jacket. Full metal jacket. OK, book a film? Film? It's a, a film. 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 film, three words. Three-word film. Right. We'll do it all together. At once. At once. Out loud. Just like that. Bloody rude. <laughs> <laughs> Quite uh, slip the trousers off, sir. The inside leg needs a little light riveting. <laughs> if sir would allow me to uh, remove the waistcoat with this can opener. <clears throat> would sir like a lightning conductor in a hat? <laughs> That'll do. Thank you, sir. Curtain. Uh, metal. Yep. Excellent. Metal. <laughs> metal. Men of metal. Metal suits. Metal, metal clothes. Metal suits. Oh, full metal jacket. Full metal jacket. Oh, dear. Well, we've only got time for one more of those, so it's... Uh... <laughs> Barry and Graham, here's your uh, subject, which is going up on the electronic scoreboard now, and the mystery voice will tell you at home. The Untouchables. The Untouchables. Right, is it a book, a film, or what? It's uh, um, television. television and film. film. I believe it was a book in origin. Yes, it was. Two, Two words. words. Two words. Two words. Derek Jameson. <laughs> Jeremy Beadle <laughs> Nicholas Parsons Is that it? Yeah, that'll yes. do yes. That'll do, yes. right Vile bodies <laughs> <laughs> I think that's better than ours well, what do you say, TV? There's something, something people. They're revolting people, aren't they? Yes. I remember a book called Revolting People. Uh, like Watt Tyler. 
historical reference. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, does people come into it? No. No, no, no. No. Uh, no. 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 Meanwhile, in Sophie Tucker's bra. <laughs> Is that a clue on passing the time? <laughs> He's having one of his explosions in the head. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Al Jolson's jockstrap. Oh, the untouchable. <laughs> the next game's called Close Quotes. I'm going to give each team the first half of a quotation and I'll ask mm. them to complete it, and the winner will get a, well, won't get a look in my little box this week because I've thrown the damn thing away. <laughs> Graham. Oh. oh, that's the whole Graham, point. Graham, here's your quote. We don't it's get a paid. long, It's a long road. It's a long road that has no gents. <laughs> true, true, very true. True. Tim, when shall we three meet again, in thunder, lightning, or in rain? Wow. Sometime during the summer, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. We can't Very keep true. this up. Barry, I must go down to the sea again. I've lost my flippers. <laughs> <laughs> Willie, out of the mouths of babes and sucklings. And straight down the back of your suit. <laughs> That makes Willie our winner for this week. <laughs> Tim, to be or not to be? That is the apiarist's choice. <laughs> yes. Barry, here's one for you. He who laughs last <clears throat> is Stuart Hall. Willie, here's a sombre one for you. It is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle. If you've put it through the liquidizer first. <laughs> well, that makes Willie the winner for next week as well. <laughs> we go on to a round called Bean Banana Huntingdon. In front of me, I have a tray full of objects which I showed to the teams before the game. I have removed three objects, and I'm going to ask the teams to tell me what they are. We're going to start with you, Barry. The blast furnace isn't there. That was there. Uh... It is. It is. It's... Oh, it's... it's behind the salt cellar, yeah. <laughs> Herefordshire. Herefordshire was on the tray, wasn't it? It isn't no. there now. It isn't there now. I've got no, one. That's one. get three that are missing. Willie, on to you. I don't understand this game. What did he say? <laughs> I wanted to explain the rules again. Yes. Graham? <laughs> no, I can't see anything else missing apart from Herefordshire. Well, there are two and... more objects missing. And your team is lagging behind. Is the multi-storey car park still there? Yes. <laughs> Samantha's vest seems strangely empty, huh? <laughs> Right, you win that one, Billy. Really. <coughs> oh, <right. laughs> We're going on now to a game called Call My Bluff. You may have seen on the television that program of that name in which only one person is telling the truth, a bit like a party conference. We're going to play our version of that hilarious TV show. Each team member must define a word, and at the end, I will pick the one I think is nearest to the truth. The word is pomegranate. 
pomegranate. Graham, will you vouchsafe a definition, please? Yes. Um, pomegranate, or more correctly, pomegranate. Um, it's a word which comes from the French, not from the French language, but a French family who came over, I think probably, with the Huguenots and settled in Kent and started fruit farming and they had a, an apple tree. Nobody knew what it was and to find out if the fruit was A, edible and B, tasty, they got their grandmother to try it. And she said it was absolutely delicious and they started to sell it and referred to it in the family as the pom, being French, gran eight. <laughs> and that's how the word pomegranate came to be. Incidentally, and surprisingly, the, the name of this French family was Smith. And the, <laughs> the, uh, the alternative and more popular name for that apple is now, of course, Golden Delicious. <laughs> a likely story. Timbrook Taylor, what's your definition? In fact, it's a portmanteau word, following on the French. Um, it's a Libyan word. We don't find it in many English dictionaries. It's the contents of a Libyan overnight bag, a bomb and a grenade, and it's, uh, it's become, over the years, it's become bomb-a-grenade, pomegranate. <coughs> Loses a little in the translation. <laughs> um, and it has pits in it, too. Barry. Well, it's a verb. It's a verb. Uh, pomeg pomegranate. It's the opposite of peregrinate, which is to uh, move about a lot. It's pomegranate to stand perfectly still. Pomegranate. Right, the final definition for you, Willie Rushton. It, it, it's an Australianism. It's pomegranate. It's a statue of Captain Cook in Botany Bay. It stands up. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> they, they call it pomegranate because they don't like to mention Captain Cook, mainly because they can't remember his name. Uh, <laughs> pomegranate. Right. Well, there's, I've had the four definitions, and uh, it's a bit of a puzzler, this one. I'm not too keen on the, on the uh, golden delicious one of uh, Graham's. Tim's Libyan overnight bag. I don't know why he wanted to bring her into it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to go... I'm going to dismiss Willie's because I didn't write it down. I've forgotten what it was. <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to choose Barry Cries. I think it's yours. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Bluff. So whose was it? Yes. Oh! It wasn't, was it? Oh. <laughs> you could have fooled me. Lord. And you did. <laughs> never know. You never know. I love that game. <laughs> the next round's called Singing Relay. Colin will play a tune. With huh. <laughs> <laughs> It's the first time for everything. This is the experience. And each of the teams must attempt to sing alternate words. <coughs> and the best time wins. So does the best team. Willie and Tim, you're first. Your song is Puppet on a String. God, Willie's taking his shoes off. I wonder if one day that you'll say that you'll care. If you'd say you love it, love me, me I'll gladly be there like a puppy on a string. Where's he gone now? Love is just like a merry-go-round with all the fun of the fair. 
one day I'm feeling down the ground. Then I'm up in the air. Are you leading me on? Tomorrow will you be gone? Ah! Wonder. Oh. <laughs> you start it again. I wonder if one day you'll <laughs> care if you'd say you'd love me badly, badly be there like a puppet on a string. Like, like a puppet <laughs> on a string. <laughs> Well, if it, it hadn't been for Willie Rushton, who thought we were still playing the gargling game, <laughs> uh, you would have got some points for that. Now then, Barry and Graham, will you... Luxembourg uh, un point. Sorry. <laughs> Barry and Graham, will you sing Leaning on a Lamppost? <laughs> what were we singing? Oh, I see. I'm leaning on a lamppost at the corner of the street In case a certain little lady comes by faster Oh, me Oh, my I hope the little lady comes by I don't know if she'll get away I don't always get away But anyway, I know that she'll try Oh, me Oh, oh, oh my <laughs> I hope the little lady comes by There's other <laughs> A girl I could wait for but this one I'd break any date for I won't have to ask what she's late for She'd never leave me Let me <laughs> Oh, I withdraw me Me <laughs> Flat She's not a girl like that She's absolutely wonderful And marvellous And beautiful And anyone can understand Why I'm leaning on her lamppost At the corner of the street In case a certain little lady comes by That earns you 27 time faults <laughs> and a disqualification because lamppost is one word, Barry. Oh, right, 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 right. Tell it like it We're is. We're going on to a round called Sounds Peculiar. <laughs> I'm going to play in a few bizarre sound effects and I want the teams to tell me what they are. The winner will receive a custard lighthouse. <laughs> Here's your sound, Barry Cry. <laughs> One hundred and eighty! Scalpel. <laughs> Open dart surgery. <laughs> <laughs> Willie... <laughs> Willie Rushton, here's your sound. Very like Mrs. Thatcher's solution to the problems of the inner cities. 
Okay, Graham, here's your sound. That was Chief Constable James Anderton. <laughs> no way ahead of me. Right. Okay. Counseling uh, an offender. <laughs> Tim, here's your sound. Oh, yes. An unsuccessful attempt to cover an enormous organ with a condom. I can't quite figure it out. Lady in the front row winced and clapped at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> now we reached, we reached the point in the show where Samantha sorry, and I go backstage to check the score. Was I right or wrong? While the teams announced the late arrivals at the Sailor's Ball. Do you want to say something to not the chairman? Not at all. I just <laughs> wanted to know whether it was the right answer or not. It was, yes. Thank you. Or not. <laughs> late arrivals, please, at the Sailor's Ball. Cabaret time includes the Tiller girls this time with their <laughs> leader, Flo Tiller. <clears throat> Rotten. Should we get Mandy Lifeboat out of the way now? <laughs> to go a good friend, Mandy Pumps. Ah. And Des Wendy Boat comes oh. in. <laughs> Will you welcome, please, Mr and Mrs Homie Hearties and their daughter, Eve Homie Hearty. Eve, Eve is actually better known as the first mate. Um, she, she's in luck because the captain's <laughs> courageous, the masterman ready, the midshipman's easy and the cabin's boy name is Gripper. Um, <laughs> I'm going home now. Taxi up! Everybody calls the second mate number two and he doesn't like it. There's... <laughs> Arthur... Arthur Chemis. On this invitation it just says A. Chemis. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Bottle of Rum. <laughs> and their daughter Anna. Yoo-hoo-hoo, Anna Bottle of Rum. <laughs> But also, the judge of the belly dancing competition has just arrived. He's here, of course, as an expert on naval ratings. <laughs> Talking of which, Edward Heath. And, um, <laughs> his lifelong friend was always complaining, Mooning Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Go down with the ship, I'm off. And their cowardly captain's son, Hugo, down with the ship, aren't <laughs> There's Captain Slog. Oh. <laughs> oh, here's the food. Ah, it's lamb. Sheep ahoy. Closely followed <laughs> by Davy Joneslocker. <laughs> Nasty attack of the Roaring Forties. Served by the Chinese waiter, Chang Hai Stopoff. <laughs> brought some unexpected nice he comes in about <laughs> he's brought some unexpected food in he's just shouted supplies the main brace <laughs> and will you welcome please mr and mrs zavate 
And there's some the policemen, PCs of eight. <laughs> and an Israeli Admiral, Mauritania. <laughs> He's been circumnavigated. Well, this is the point where I have to come in and say we've come to the end of this week's programme. I always hate having to interrupt such a flow. I always get the feeling I've left it too late. We'll be back again next week, so join us then. Goodbye. Barry Choir, Graham Garden, Willie Rushton and Tim Brooke Taylor were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme was produced by Paul Spencer. Paul Spencer.